Thank you for being a listener of the Women in Tech podcast. To support the podcast and cheer us on, become an MVL Most Valuable Listener on our private feed where you'll have ad-free episodes and join us in Zoom meetups to meet other listeners of our podcast community. Go to womenintech.love, linked in the show notes. Welcome to the Women in Tech Weekly Remix episode. Three, two, one. My name is Esprit Devora, host of The Women in Tech Show. The show means a lot to me. The reason why I wanted to create The Women in Tech Show is I wanted to create a positive piece of content, something where people can listen and say, if she can do it, so can I. To connect and collaborate with extraordinary women in tech around the world, remember to go to the Women in Tech Facebook group at womenintechvip.com. That's womenintechvip.com. The best business resource I have is my mentor's private Facebook group. I've never found a community that cares more about one another's success. It inspired me to create the same thing for podcasters. If you're a tech company or startup looking to grow your podcast audience, I created GetPodcastListeners.com, a private group specifically to discover how other podcasters have grown their audiences so we could do the same. Check out GetPodcastListeners.com. That's GetPodcastListeners.com. I'm Kylie Robinson. I have a company called Igtimi Limited. I'm currently the CEO and co-founder. And we work mainly in sports technology. So we create GPS tracking units for High Performance Sport New Zealand, as well as a whole bunch of other sporting institutions, and make the trackers for the Volvo Ocean Race and the America's Cup. I am based in Dunedin, New Zealand. So when I started the business, I knew nothing about business. I was, I was a programmer, and I was contracting as an animator. And we started a business and we came up with this idea of making this this GPS tracker that we could stick on boats and sell and went into um, a business development place, part of the, the local city here, and said what we wanted to do. And they said, so, do you have a business plan? And I looked at the guy and went, what's a business plan? Right. And anybody who knows anything about businesses like that is like the critical thing to have to have. And I had no idea what he was talking about. And we we went, oh, well, we could spend three months trying to figure out how to you know, write a business plan, or we could actually just spend three months and make the thing, and then we're done. So that's what we did. So the, the biggest hurdle for us is actually has had to, to learn business, to learn the ins and outs and yeah. the highs and the you know value chain and what we should be charging for the products. And yeah. All of that other stuff that, um, I suppose, as an employee, I always took for granted. You know, right. I, I had my skill, I had my my expertise in, in programming and I did it and customer would say, yes, we want this. And I'd say, yeah, there you go. But everything else around that, how you find the customers, all of that stuff, yeah. I think that is business and actually not technology. That's been the biggest hurdle and the biggest challenge over the last eight years. One of my newest mentors is actually my friend's husband is in finance. He does million dollar and billion dollar deals like funding for Uber and all this stuff. Anyway, he really believes in what I'm doing with my Los Angeles company. He's like, like, let me help you out. And I was like, I'm trying to figure out the pricing because how I was doing it last time didn't work. And I, I, I'm rebuilding the product. I, I had a product. I won't get into it. I ran it for two years. Technically, it was successful, but I didn't charge enough. I didn't charge enough. Yeah. yeah. 
for many reasons it was successful, but it wasn't sustainable. Right. So he's like, I really believe in it. It needs to exist. It totally has the the potential to be profitable. It's like, yeah, but I can't figure out how much to charge. He's like, well, how much do you need to charge? I'm like, what do you mean? And he's like, well, you need to figure out how much it's costing you to run the whole thing. And that's how you figure out how much to charge. I was like, oh. Yeah. And then somebody else will say to you, oh, no, you shouldn't charge that. You should charge also what it's worth. So once you figure out how yeah. much it costs you, yeah. you go, well, actually, really, what is it worth to somebody? Because totally. there's still a, a gap between that. Totally. You'd be charging a lot more. There's just, there's so much things. And now looking back, I'm like, how, how what an idiot am I? But at the same time, no, it's these things. They just take time to the, figure out. And yeah. And I'm a person that's heart driven. And, you know, depending on where you're coming. So I'm more of an artist than I. Yeah. Same. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, these things are hard, but it doesn't mean you can't. And it doesn't mean eventually you come to the solution and, and you, you figure it out. Yeah. So one of the first things I did once we started the business is I went along and I did a paper at the university. Being it's, it's right here. It's so easy to do. Yeah. And it was a short course. So it was only a two week long paper. Right. Um. And I said to the guys when I was in there that actually in many ways the reason I started the business was actually to learn how to run a business. And yeah. they looked at me like I was nuts and said, well, there are cheaper ways of learning how to do business and actually running a business. And in yeah. hindsight, they were right, but it's definitely more fun to have a go. Hey, this is Natalie, and I'm the Client Success Manager for Werewolf, where we build adventure tourism apps for clients around the world in Queenstown, New Zealand. I've always found that like responding to people in their method works really well. I think I kind of, um, when I came into it, there wasn't a blueprint here for me. The company was so small um, up until maybe a couple of years ago that it really could just be, um, you know, there was the product specialists and then there was the developers and everything could kind of be managed by those two. Um, And then as we kind of started finding new industries and gaining this momentum, all of a sudden people were like, well, actually, like, I can't really do that because I need to be doing this other part of my job now. Um, so that's when I kind of came in and cre- this role was sort of created around me um, for this company. So it's been kind of interesting of actually track, like finding my own way of doing things. Uh, and when I started, I was kind of like, okay, this is how I want to sound in an email and this is how I want to sound on the phone but then people ended up like, you know, everyone's got so much of their own personality that they want to share with Werewolf. Like everything's customized to them. So um, kind of like meeting them at that table and actually just having like a bit of a Kiwi sense of humor on the phone yeah. and just talking about, a, you know, talking about a crap in emails. I don't know if I can say that. <laughs> but like talking about a crap yeah. in emails and just kind of like having a laugh um, and just sort of relaxing into the role a little bit and just being super confident in the brand that I'm representing and also what I can do for people as well, I think has been probably like the best um, like t- uh, turning point, I suppose, in working for this company. And um, and how did you discover Werewolf? Um, so just turning up back in Queenstown uh, after a few years away from New Zealand and so an opening at a local company, uh, which is pretty much pretty rare for Queenstown. Like there's a lot of big companies, a lot of tourism and stuff. So to kind of see a role come up in a company that looked like it had a really cool direction. I was kind of pretty interested. Um, just met in, uh, sorry, came in and had a chat with everyone. And they were like, cool, come in next week and we'll just take it from there. 
That's it. And how yeah. long have you been working? Um, a year now. Nice. Yes. That's awesome. So, yeah. So it's cool. It kind of started out, like I said, it was this like, it really wasn't a role. They weren't really, sh- they knew what they kind of wanted to do with it. But then it was also kind of a matter of coming in and seeing where my skills could kind of fill the gaps and then um, sort of building it up around there. Totally. Yeah. I, I've, I've been here for a few hours today and I've yeah. loved the culture of werewolf. I love how supportive werewolf is of the women in tech community. Yeah. I love the kind of innovation behind werewolf and um, how I can very positively see it expand outside of New Zealand. And yeah. I just, I think werewolf to me feels um, bigger. Like it feels yeah. like it's not in a small town in New Zealand. It feels like it's positioned yeah. to take over. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. It might, yeah. Just be, it might be our attitudes. But. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, I'm Kylie Tomlin from Sea Logs. I'm the founder and managing director, the gopher of the company. Our sea logs is electronic logbooks for boats, enhancing safety, compliance and efficiencies on board your vessels by streamlining operations. Based in Queenstown, New Zealand. I enjoy looking at things from different perspectives. Yeah. And I don't know if I've considered myself an inventor or even the term um, entrepreneur. I, I'm kind of, I'm Kylie, I'm, I'm me, but um, but I like to try and, I love to learn and I'm always trying to figure out why are we doing it this way when we could do it like this? Is that better? Why not? How can we change? So just kind of, I guess, a bit um, different in my thinking. Yeah, so, I love it. Yeah. And now let's get into your company now. Um, where is the company? Where do you want to see it go? Yeah, so I'm really excited about sea logs. As I mentioned earlier, I'm a I'm a jet boat driver. I'm a skipper. I've been on the water for 15, 16 years. Um, but this is sea logs. Is I'm really passionate, really yeah. excited about. Actually, it, it's really cool. Um, where I'm at is I have a few smaller companies on board now. We are, I'm a bit in stealth mode. I'm not yelling and screaming about it. I'm just slowly um, growing. I've got a number of large companies looking at it as well. So, I yeah, Sea Logs is great. It's built right from the start for growth, for expansion, designed a modular format, designed in the back end for uh, multiple languages. And, yeah. It's, How long has it existed? It's been around about two years. Amazing. And how large is your team? Well, it's myself. I've got a lead developer. He's full-time. And then we've got another kind of two to three contract developers we need be. And I, I've i got a mentor. Oh, in fact, I've got a handful of mentors that are helping me because <laughs> I was kind of a bit far into the, the tech side of yeah. things. So they've really been, um, you know, guiding me along that, that path. But yeah. in saying that, I've also been learning to code myself and I've been flat out trying to learn. But – not taking away from my role, which is sales and support, and, right? You know, yeah, building the company. A couple questions. One, how did you find your mentors now? Because you said in the beginning you didn't have any mentors, and now you have plentiful mentors. So, how did you find them? And what does a mentor relationship look like? Yeah, so uh, my accountant actually put me on to um, to Dan Roberts from South Inc. He runs a um, Dan is is brilliant. He works with large companies, AJ Hackett and yeah. he 
took Cookie Time International. He's incredible. Really. So, so for those of you who don't know, AG, how do you say it? Hackett? Hackett? Hackett yeah, it's like the most popular adventure, bungee, swing. I mean, yeah. They yeah. started bungee jumping nearly 30 years ago yeah. here in Queenstown, and they're all around the world now. Yeah, I did one. It's terrifying. <laughs> I did the swing. And then the Cookie Time is a really popular cookie company here. Yep. Yeah. The Women in Tech podcast is hosted and produced by me, Esprit Devora, With help from Janice Geronimo. Edited by Corey Jennings. Production and voiceover by Adam Carroll. And music from Jay Huffman Live and Epidemic Sound. The Women in Tech podcast is a wearetech.fm production. Thank you for being a listener of the Women in Tech podcast. To support the podcast and cheer us on, become an MVL Most Valuable Listener, go to womenintech.love, linked in the show notes.